what, 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 what's up, Oak Wasted? <laughs> so we're trying something a little bit new this week where Neil and I hop on the call and we just press record and we just start talking to each other because we always talk about something good and then we're like, damn it, I wish we were recording. Why aren't we recording this? So what you're listening to right now is the intro to the podcast that we're doing at the end of the podcast because what is, time, what is time anyway, right? So in this podcast today, Neil and I just start off by kind of shooting the shit, just hanging out and talking for about 10 minutes, talking about some of the integration we've been doing, talking about energy, talking about some of the changes that Neil has been going through and that I've been going through a little bit. And then we do our first ever Q&A episode where we field two questions from some wonderful listeners who asked incredibly insightful questions and that we were so grateful to answer and actually had a lot of fun answering. That was a blast. It was a blast. And, you know, in this episode, I briefly discuss manifestation and I talk about the idea of bringing things down from crown through root and that being the manifestation pathway. And that reminded me that Neil has been working on something in the records that I think it would be wonderful for him to share. So Neil, do you want to talk about that? Yeah, man, this, the records are so awesome. That's what I have to say. The records brought through a process on manifestation and it's exactly that. It's developing that pathway from crown to root. Because what happens is as you draw in energy, spiritual energy comes in through the crown and we bring it down our bodies, down the root into the physical. As you develop that pathway, there's also things that happen along the way. You go through some healing, you go through some growth, some activation, you go, it takes you through a process of becoming your whole self because through manifestation, it's truly, at least per the records, about the self. If you deny any part of yourself, if you put up this armor, it dulls your inner magnet. And so mm -hmm. they've brought this course. It's a quick, easy six-week course of techniques, teachings to take you through this process of becoming the most full embodied self to draw in energy, bring it down and bring that into creation into the physical to really open up your soul's inner magnet. So it's not out yet. You guys are the very, very first people to learn and hear about this. So what I will do is I'll give you guys a discount if you want to do it. Um, I'll put up a little waitlist thing in the show notes. And if you're interested, I'll keep you guys up to date. If not, no worries. We're on to Woke Wasted. So let's enjoy this beautiful episode. Yo, he's sporting that flannel. Uh-oh. Yo. Uh-oh. Bearded flannel. Oh, no. I was just in a flannel, too. Oh, oh no. no. I shouldn't have changed. Bro. <laughs> it's weird. I get so cold before I either read the records or before I hop on the podcast. I think it's an energy thing or it's a nerves thing. And I'm not sure. I feel like it was a nerves thing. You'd heat up like that. It, I definitely think it's an energy thing. Swami talks about um, once you've cleared so much energy, you start to release, you start to get cold instead of releasing heat. Interesting. Does he so say why? You've done a lot of work. At the, the fateful day when we met, my bae. <laughs> I remember my the boo. My boo thing. Uh, I remember uh, the guides were talking about when your field is lifting, if like you feel a cold vibration, it's like the release of whatever, the old or something like that. So I usually associate like a cold feeling in my aura as like a release of something. Maybe, all right, it's the way our bodies connect to energy and the way we do things. So maybe that is your process of it. Like for me, I'll release heat. Maybe you get cool. But I'd rather just say you're you're a freaking dope magician and you don't release heat anymore and you're just awesome. So. I'm a wizard, Harry. <laughs> no, it's, so it's interesting, actually. I think 
you know, when in, when it's in the process of happening, I feel cold and I shake mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But yesterday, so I gave a, a really powerful reading yesterday. I remember rather, that. My I heart was going to like explode after talking <laughs> to you after. <laughs> um, and for the, the evening, I felt like I had a fever almost. Like I felt really hot. My face was flushed. Um, my body was really tired and really hot. So there's something about like recovering from mm. a big attunement or like a release that makes my body hot. But like in the moment, I get kind of cold feeling in a shake. This is definitely a thing about the way our bodies work specifically. Cause as you say that I'm realizing I'm the opposite mm. when I'm releasing, I get really hot and <laughs> funny enough, I haven't taken a bath since maybe the start of December when I started to go through that, um, that parasitic die off fungal oh, thing. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And the heat was making it worse. So was, they said to stop taking baths. So I stopped taking baths. And <laughs> yesterday I was like, I want to take a bath again. And I don't know why. And I felt it again this morning. And then I like checked in. They're like, yeah, take a bath tonight. Like it'll actually serve you. It won't be bad for you. And I just had like the full image of what yesterday was. Like yesterday is the big activation that I experienced of like 111 mm-hmm. and my body I, I realized too it was like i've felt colder all last night and all today so i think there's a there's a reason for me to warm myself back up wow, but that's mm, yeah it, it goes to show like the connection between the physical and the spiritual and how they're not mm-hmm. separate things like people like to make them separate but really both are necessary. Like if your body is too cold from spiritual shit, <laughs> then, <laughs> then maybe you need to take a bath. And if your body's too hot, maybe you need to like, ow, ow, take it off. Yeah. Right. Cause we always have to go into balance. Yeah. And that's what it is, right? Like you have, I had my energetic release and my body cooled down. All right. Time to restore it. You got cool. And then as your body is going through that release process, it warms up, going mm-hmm. back into balance. So I was thinking about you in the shower, yeah, <laughs> the classic again. meal again, <laughs> Dude, it was a full on like process. Um, <laughs> don't, don't say it like that. <laughs> full process. Uh, it was full on bro. And it was about all about love. <laughs> uh, I was thinking about yesterday as like the one as being one eleven, right? That whole experience that went down and Oh, I'm like, I'm blocked off from it now. I can't remember half of it. The only thing that I can remember now is thinking about you, me, and Colin as I was in the shower. <laughs> oh, there was another man in the shower. With us, okay. <laughs> it was three of us. <laughs> <laughs> and how we talked about on the Collins episode of like, he was Christmas. I was thinking was about that the other day too, actually. Christmas. Yeah, uh, it's come up a couple times. <laughs> um, oh, I know what this came from. So, you know. The fan, flannel, the beard before the shower, I was cleaning up the beard, right? I was like cutting around mm-hmm. the neck and trimming the sideburns and whatever. And I'm looking, I was like, huh, it looks fuller today than it's ever looked. Like, that's weird. Mm-hmm. And I had this image of the third eye image, but it was also physical at the same time. And it was Neil as the father, that energy that I've spoken, that mm-hmm. we've talked about a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. And I just saw myself like, dude, I died, like, look, and I feel like this father figure with like longer hair and the beard. And I was like, I look like freaking Santa Claus, <laughs> like the Neil version. And not in a big Santa old robe. I was like, I look like Santa Claus. Too. That's yeah. so funny. Yeah. And I was like, wait, Colin is Christmas. He's just the energy of Christmas. I am. Santa Claus. I'm I'm the physical embodiment. I was like, what bro, is and I look like I look like the elf from that uh <laughs> from a Christmas thing. <laughs> no, 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 no. As no, I'm no. the web of waving my finger. <laughs> no, 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 no. I was like, what is that? Oh Dude, Valentine's Day. No, that's not it. That's way too tacky for him. Oh, I know exactly what it is. It's not anything Christmassy. It's Thanksgiving. But man, oh, it's shit. pure Thanksgiving, right? And that's that's your heart. It's everyone gathered at the table and just really in this pure loving space together. I was like, yeah, of course. 
right? He's his own thing. He doesn't have to be anything related to Christmas or whatever. Like Zach is Thanksgiving. So everyone loves Thanksgiving. It's like, ah, oh, that's really good. I have to tell him that. I'm Jewish anyway, so it wouldn't work. <laughs> <laughs> so you're Thanksgiving, be, so we're good. I'd be Judah. Your Passover. Anything. No, I like, I love that. I love that. That's <laughs> nice. But straight up though, you do feel more fatherly. Yeah, right? I'm about to and- start calling you Daddy Neil. <laughs> <laughs> so do you think this shift for both of us really is a really stark shift in energy? Or do you think it's like, a mild shift in energy followed by more acknowledgement of a truer essence. What shift in particular, like yesterday or this whole everything right now? Just this whole thing. I mean, over the last like month and a half or so for maybe, maybe I would say a month because it was the end of your Saturn return. And then for yeah, me, it was the start like of yours. pretty much January 1st was like when I started to shift more towards like the energy that I'm in right now. And do I think it's what versus what? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Do you think it's like a very stark shift in energy or do you think it's kind of like more of a steady shift, but there's more acknowledgement and acceptance on our ends of it? So I'm guessing, I guess I'm asking like how much of a role do you think our personalities played in it? I think... In the classic non-answer answer, it's both. It's <laughs> it's steady, but there's very, very pivotal key moments of rapid like shifts. Because I think that's what you and I have seen. Like it's been this progression, you know, heavily over these last few months, over this last few weeks. But there's been key moments and days for us where it's really just almost been an overnight shift. And I think those days have been, I think they've been very astrological, Um, Mm -hmm. right? The old Neil would never said that (laughs) before you and I met our (laughs) lovely sister, Maya, who just blew us wide open. I think they've been aligned very astrologically. Um, and I think they've been on days when like a lot of big things have been happening in the world too. Mm. Um, that's just the external, you know, view of that shift, but we get to see it in ourselves individually. Mm. Do you feel like, do you feel that too or no? Do you think I it's agree. been more stark? <laughs> no, I agree in the sense that it's like, there is a steady trend. Uh, this, this phrase has been coming up in my mind a lot lately today. It's, uh, chopping wood and carrying water. There's like been a lot of consistent, steady work and progress. And we've been able to see what direction that we're heading in. You and I have been able to see, this is where I feel like my energy is headed. And I don't really know what that's going to feel like when I'm there, Mm -hmm. but we're making steady progress towards it. And then like you're saying, there's just those moments where overnight you wake up and you're like, oh, this is what it feels like to be in this energy. It's almost like you are like working your way up through one, I guess, like octave or whatever. And then you break through the the floor or the ceiling rather and go to the next one. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, okay, now I'm at the bottom of this octave and now I get to work my way up through here and I can kind of see what direction I'm headed in. um, And I'm going to make steady progress. And then there's just going to be another rapid shift out of nowhere. Seemingly. Right. (laughs) seemingly out of nowhere yeah even though it's an accumulation of all of it of all 2022 yeah it's interesting because i keep i always get these kind of energetic markers and when you started talking about it that's what i saw highlighters bro (laughs) electric (laughs) highlighters that's right (laughs) um you know you can look at it like the image is like a ruler or if you know, you can look at the little, um, the line of like how far you are listening into the podcast and you have like the chapter markers mm-hmm. and that's what I see. Yeah. And that's what I saw the whole time. This episode. Yeah. It's chapter one of this episode. <laughs> no, I, I hear you. So you're saying like, you can kind of see the sliding, the sliding bar or the, or, you know, the progress bar mm-hmm. yeah. of, of the year or of, 
the octave that you're in in terms of growth. That's the image that came up. Your third eye. I can't see. Yeah, it is. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I can't see it for the year. I have an energetic feel for the year, but it's very vague and very broad. I, I get it for what I'll say is the current phase. And then this has been happening since maybe fall of last year when I was like, okay, there's something that's going to hit like mid-November. There's going to be another crazy week at the very end of November. There's going to be one final upheaval mid-December. And the current phase right now is I feel everything's like as crazy. It's been energetically fairly stable and everything pops back into life. Stable is not the right word. Consistent is the word. But everything makes a big shift in February and then even bigger in March. Like there's a coming back to life in February and then there's this giant wave of like fresh spring life energy that comes in in the start of March. That makes a lot of sense, especially if you think about it um, in terms of, I guess, like pragmatic terms too, since the the vaccine is being rolled out, both Moderna and and I think Mm -hmm. Pfizer are being rolled out. It would make sense that as they batch out more and more doses of the vaccine that more and more things will be able to open up yeah yeah so let's see how i can get this just feeling for what's going to happen and you can see if you really look at it how that aligns with what's happening in our lives mm-hmm. well you heard it here first folks <laughs> you're going <laughs> to come back to life in march <laughs> the berry bonds of spirituality calling this shot right now <laughs> I'm putting 20 on it. I'm going to go in 200 on red, actually. Oof. Just because you're wearing a red sweater. I'm always, wearing, I'm always wearing red. You know me. So today we're doing something a little bit new. Um, in addition to the 10-minute conversation we just had, today we're doing a bit of a Q&A. We had some folks on Facebook ask us some questions, and we were going to field those. Do you feel ready to do that? I do. I purposely didn't look at him and I'll just say it wasn't even purposely. I just forgot. So we're coming in <laughs> fresh, but what I, I am going to say forget. real quick is guys, if you have questions, I told you this in passing a while ago and I forgot about it. and remembered this in the shower today, actually shower Hey-o. things. Neil is shower magic. Um, Neil is water magic out here. Shower in bathtubs. I'm going to put a link in the show notes. It'll be at the very top. Um, and you can just click that link. If you have a question, ask us a question. Very, very simple. So we will answer your questions. Boom. We will, and we will prove it right now. So the first question today is, I'd like to know why people always choose to think the worst of a situation, even when they don't have all the facts. As someone who tries to look at a situation from all angles before forming an opinion or commenting, I find it incredibly small-minded. Maybe on some level they make good points, but they are not founded on any actual fact. Um, And then it goes into um, a bit of a background here and uh, essentially this individual, uh, who I won't name, but uh, said that he or she was married to a narcissist for a while. And this is kind of revolving around that situation. So... I'll, re- I'll repeat the, the primary question just because I know you have Neil Brain. Uh, <laughs> I'd like to know why people always choose to think the worst of a situation, even when they don't have all the facts, is the primary question. I have so many ways I can answer this, but to this specific person, there's a very intuitive response coming first. And of course, it's about the body. And for this person to be able to explore different practices that allow them to move energy through their body. Um, this is a very, not where I would have gone with this in the first answer. But <laughs> okay, I'll go there. for you just to take a deep breath into your body and just think about this, right? This particular habit, this belief, whatever it is that's being carried and breathe down all the way through your body and feel wherever it is that breath, that energy just hitches wherever it slows down, wherever it gets stuck, wherever it feels heavier. And to acknowledge that that's the place where you're carrying this. 
whatever it is that's there. Oh, they really would like you to get intuitive on this. Okay. Ask yourself of what things can you do with your body to allow that energy to move? Typically what things come up is certain exercises, certain yoga poses, different sorts of breath work, energy practice, whatever spiritual practices. That can also be you know, work with a sound bowl. It can be different frequencies. It can be simply just placing your hand there and giving it love. If we get into this more practically, I will hand the mic over to Zach and chime in a little bit after. Okay. Give me a sec to just breathe into this question real quick. So what I'm feeling is to answer the question with another question, which is why do you feel the need to claim them as the one who chooses to think the worst in a situation? This is, this is a classic kind of Melchizedek oh, energy that comes through. And the idea here, there's many different ideas, but the primary one here is that when you decide who someone is based off of the way that you interpret their presentation, you claim them in that energy, the one who always chooses the worst, the one who only thinks about themselves. And when you do that, whatever strata or whatever vibration that you claim them in, you call yourself to that very same vibration. So you may not be the one who thinks the worst of a situation, but you may be the one who thinks the worst of that person. You are tying yourself or anchoring yourself to that person and to that interpretation of the situation. And in doing so, by tying yourself to that post, for example, you hinder the ability to elevate in frequency because you're tied down. And until you can re-see that person or re-know that person as of God or as a soul learning their lessons in the way that is of the highest accord for them and the way that is in the highest accord for the resolution of their karma and your own, you will begin to allow them to lift and allow them to change to match their divine blueprint. And the other thing that comes up here is, why do you not want to be free? Because until you are allowed, until you allow yourself to re-see and re this person, until you allow yourself to release the pain centered around why this person chooses to think the worst, you will never be free. You will never be free of them. You will wake up and you will feel frustrated with them. You will drop off the kids and you will be angry at the person that you're dropping off your kids with. Your children can feel this. Once again, you are tying yourself to this person. Um, with regards to why people choose to see the worst, um, sometimes it's because they don't see the choice that they have. And based off of situation, based off of childhood trauma, based off of the mores of their family or the society that they live in, or even based off of their karma, they are locked into a program at the level of personality and adhering to a structure of fear where their fear tells them that to believe this makes you safe when in fact fear is always lying. And they merely don't see the choice that they have in changing. And as we claim them as the one who always sees the worst in others, we agree to that identification that they have of themselves as the one who always gets angry, as the one who always thinks that others are trying to take advantage of them, as the one who's always negative, instead of holding space for them to lift and change. So that's my answer to that question. So I'm gonna take the mic, I'm gonna do some Neil things, and I'm gonna give it back to you. So if I were to ask you this question, now we've both had intuition and our guides a chance to speak through <laughs> mm -hmm. higher selves, <clears throat> our true self, what would you say to someone or to me, if I were coming to you with this yourself, what, what would the Zach response right now be? Well, you know me, I think it would be situational based off of like, this is what I appreciate is that this, this, individual put this in broad terms so that everybody can benefit from it. And I, I'm very right. grateful for that. Uh, but 
you know, most people wouldn't come to you and say it this way, right? If, if you yeah. were talking to a friend, they would be like, here's my situation. Here's this conflict that I'm having with this person. Um, you know, I would, in a practical term, kind of give them, you know, and it's, and it's hard to, it's hard to do this because I understand the pain that can be centered around relationship uh, and the pain that can be centered around trauma, especially if you live with somebody who uh, is narcissistic, that can be incredibly damaging to the emotional body. And it can take um, months or years even to relieve yourself of the pain that, that comes with that. And I want to take a second to empathize with that, but I would encourage that person to reflect on the past of the individual who they are in conflict with and to <clears throat> seek in some ways to understand why that person might be presenting the way that they are. Even if what you're thinking, and it's important to actually realize that whatever you think and assume about this will actually be either only a partial truth or false entirely, but right. as a thought exercise to develop a sense of awareness or sympathy or empathy about this person so that you can have a deeper understanding so that their behavior isn't just this thing that causes me pain based off of their selfishness. It can now have a deeper meaning of this person presenting their own pain out into the world so that it can be reflected back to them for their own learning and growth. And I realize that as this person throws the energy of pain or a poor assumption out onto me, I can align to a vibration where that emotionally doesn't even affect me. And I can almost feel compassion. I, I can feel right. compassion for this person who almost like a wounded animal in a corner trying to bite you. But uh, I kind of lost where I was going with that analogy, but like a wounded animal in a corner trying to bite you, you can think like this rabid animal trying to harm me, or you can think like this scared wounded animal the, who only knows to how to, itself. Who only knows how to present itself through aggression and through yeah. violence, whether that's emotional, verbal, or um, physical. When I listen to you speak about that, the word expansion is what comes up. And I think that's what you're getting at is expansion of our awareness. And just to be able to be conscious of things beyond the way we see them right? The way we are conditioned to, the way our experiences, our lives have taught us to see things and experience things, to slowly start to break that mold. And so what that is, is taking us beyond our current framework of understanding, be it ourselves or others, right? Neil used to see himself as a 24-year-old. Neil felt like he was this young energy, these series of things began to shift and happen. And there was things that, you know, you and I had to consciously work through. And all of a sudden I woke up and I'm like, Oh, I look like daddy Santa Claus. Okay. Then <laughs> cool. But it was through challenging myself to see beyond current beliefs and to allow myself to. And I think for the person going through this is to challenge yourself to see beyond the way you see things now. And that can be really difficult, right? That's where a Indeed. lot of this, you know, the heavy work will get in. And that can be really painful. The trauma work, the healing. Sometimes you just need to work on healing first and have your walls up. That's okay. But yeah, there's a point when you're ready are... for beyond that too. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's what this, this person is saying. Like they are ready for what's beyond that. That's why this question is being mm -hmm. answered. So to challenge yourself to see things from a different lens yourself your own thoughts your beliefs others their thoughts their beliefs their perceptions and start to expand your world and how you are interacting with the world dude you just knocked it out of the park thank you that's amazing uh, yeah you know i wrote the, that that long message that i sent you last night uh, -huh. uh was a journal entry that i wrote that ended up almost being like i hadn't had a chance to listen to it yet by the way I know. so yeah, I saw. that's <laughs> okay. fine that's why that's why i'm giving it a preface here it's it's like a uh it was a journaling thing that i did that ended up being more like a chapter out of a book and i talk about some of the things that you're talking about with regards to 
expanding awareness and also that that first step where a person begins to like you said want to see beyond the walls that they've erected out of necessity or the way that i put it in the journaling was like this is the first sign that a person begins to listen to their soul right. and I'm not saying that for this individual, this is the first time they're listening to their soul. I'm just saying that their soul is calling out to them that this is now some karma to be resolved. And this is the beginning of that journey. It's like your soul is just extending a hand from beyond that fence and gently trying to pull you over it with it. Or like cooking on like having a barbecue on the other side of the fence and you like peek your head over and you're like, yeah, "Mm, what's up guys over here? Yeah. Am I allowed over there? Yeah. Yeah. When you realize that that this wall no longer serves you, then yeah, you can knock it down and come over and have a burger. Yeah. Or simply the wall just disappears and melts away because it was never actually there. And you realize Mm -hmm. you just created that wall in your mind. It's cool. When you were talking about that, I I saw that marker again in my head, the Mm -hmm. electric marker. No, the, (laughs) (laughs) the image of like that line and that spectrum and the markers along the way and how this person right they can see beyond the fence they can see that there is the other end of this spectrum that there's a part of me that is can see the world differently that behaves in the world differently that is different than what's going on right now and my question for you then at this point dear amazing soul who asked this question what is the very next marker for you? And if that is response, there's something mental there, there's a thought there, there's a feeling, there's a vision, there is something within your body telling you where to go, trust it. But what is the very next marker that you're moving into? Is it awareness? Is it healing? Is it some sort of spiritual practice? Is it just being conscious of these thoughts as they come up? Mm-hmm say you have permission to let go of that pain you have permission to be free of that pain of any shame or guilt or anger that you might be feeling i know that sometimes we know what's coming and we know what we need next and we have a block in being able to give ourselves permission to step into that we talked about our our sister maya earlier she has said in passing so many things that were either in my knowing or in my intuition that I I thought I was moving towards, but I had some kind of mental blockage into allowing that energy or that pattern into my life. And when she would affirm it or confirm it for me, it gave me permission to allow what was already there to flow through me naturally. And so if that's what you need to hear in this moment, you have permission to let go. On top of that, I'm going to close my eyes and do this and ask you to do it with me whenever you're ready, brother. And guys, if you can, if you're not driving, take a second and just slow down. This won't take long. Or let Jesus take the wheel and close your eyes anyway. No, I'm just kidding. Please don't do that. Or Santa. (laughs) okay so let's just close your eyes relax and bring a hand to your heart and breathe into it we all have one thing that we want to let go so bring that into awareness let that thing come up in your mind in your body in your heart in your energy bring that intention forward Taking a deep breath into your heart. And when you're ready, say out loud, I choose to let you go. Choose to let you go. I choose to let you go. I choose to let you go. I let you go. I let you go. Thank you.
breathe into your heart. Let that lift, let it release. And let the new energy fill into that space. All right, guys. Before you open your eyes, I'd like one more thing, if that's okay for everybody, to send an intention to the individual who asked this question, to support them in love in overcoming this. And you can say out loud, I am word through this one before me. I am word through this intention. Word, I am word. And allow this person to be supported by your love. <clears throat> all right, man. So that's question one. <laughs> one. Yeah. All right. That was a good one. Thank you so much for asking that question. Yeah. Thank you. Awesome. Awesome. Awesome soul. And I like this next one as well. For those of us that still feel like we were flailing around trying to integrate everything we are learning here. <laughs> yeah. Word. Same. Uh, with so many voices to listen to, higher self, ego, earthly personality, inner child, spirit guides, how do we stay centered when the waters are so muddy? I know there are a lot of tools out there and I use quite a few, but sometimes the energy nowadays is so heavy and it's hard to realize you're stuck under it. And then this kind of second part, for those Neptunian folk, how do we keep one foot in the higher realms and one foot here on earth without getting lost in between? You guys are the best. Thank you. You're the best. You're the best. No, you're the best. No, you. You're the best. Stop. Okay. I'm the best. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't expecting that one. <laughs> I wasn't. No, you, you fucking switched it on me. Uh, all right. No, but actually though, you are the best. Thank you. Awesome. Dear soul. Um, I think you and I will have different things to say and different points to speak from. So I will share from my foot in the ground, my feet in the ground perspective, because you know me. This, there's so many different tools, right? That's, that's the one thing we all realize at this point. There's so many different tools. And there's so many different things to work on, to heal, to learn. Sometimes it's really exciting. Sometimes it's just grudging work and mud. The ultimate truth that we always have, and Zach, you know this phrase because I say it all the time. The records say it through me all the time. I'm going to take a bath. <laughs> it did say that. Go take a bath. Go take a bath. Magical things will happen. That is, that's part A to this response. Go take a bath and see what happens intuitively. Um, but my other answer is, of course, it's to tune into yourself, into your own knowing, into your body. There's so many different tools, and they are just that. They're all tools, different parts of one whole. You ultimately know exactly what you need. So there's that scale, again, that I keep talking about. We are on the spectrum. What is the immediate marker in front of you? What is your body telling you of what it is you need now? Is it inner child work? Is it work with my masculine? Is it work with my feminine? Is it energy work? Is it this, this, and this, and this? Is it nothing? Sometimes we need an actual break. And to not do any of that, that is working toward the next marker itself. Sometimes we get caught and we can feel the energy of all the other markers and this next one and this next one. That's been a big lesson for me is what is the current need? What and I'm focusing on right now when I'm still feeling the energy of all these different things come in. And so that's when I take a breath into myself, go back into my body. A powerful tool you can do right now is to reclaim your energy and your intention. So you can breathe into your heart and say, I reclaim my energy. I reclaim, I draw all my energy back into myself. You can almost see, you can feel that energy just whooshing back into your field, into your body. Refocus, center, ground. From that place, 
what do you need? That is one foot into the earth. Let's take the person up into the sky into the universe now. Zach? <laughs> I like how that's my denomination here. <laughs> uh, one of the things I wanted to say about you talking about the tools is like the utility belt isn't what makes Batman Batman. It's yeah. kind of like what came to my mind. But I love that. That's really awesome. <laughs> it's my little kid all excited. Speaking of little kid, with so many voices to listen to, higher self, ego, earthly personality, inner child, spirit guides, how do we stay centered when the waters are so muddy? So I wanted to talk. I'm glad you talked about tools. I didn't have anything to say about tools. What I did have to say was about all these different identities. And my question is, why do you need to see them as separate? Why do you need to see them all as different segmented things? I know that we've talked about this earlier in the po- in the, the podcast, things about like balancing masculine and feminine or like using the inner father or the inner mother to heal the inner child. And like, there are places for those for sure. Like Neil said, and that's a tool, but ultimately what you're doing is you're listening to the higher calling within yourself, whether you want to call that your higher self, whether you want to call that a spirit guide, whether you want to call that the, the necessitation of the healing of the inner child, like you can call it whatever you want to call it, but ultimately you will be receiving information in the moment. So the first thing that I would have you do is like Neil said, to take a deep breath. Neil wants you to take a deep breath in your heart. I agree. That's always a great place to do it. One thing that's been helping me is I put my right hand, the palm of my right hand, just below my belly button and I breathe into my sacrum. And I take one or two breaths there and it, allows my energy to kind of ground into the moment or I'll make the claim. I am in the upper room. I am known. I am known. I am known. And this supports me in coming into the present moment. And from there, there will be the highest information that you could have for yourself. You can feel, this is something that came through in the the reading I was doing yesterday. You can feel what the right answer is better than you can hear what the right answer is. Sometimes you might ask a question to your higher self or to your guides and hear a convoluted answer or hear a yes and a no at the same time and wonder which one is which. You can feel this vibration of yes or no in your field. And the person I was reading for described the feeling as they gave it to her as somebody ringing a gong that's in front of you. And you can feel the vibration of the gong radiating against your skin. So the things that I would say here are, if it's not serving you to see all these different intuitions as higher self, spirit guides, inner child, you know, whatever, then there's no need for all the denominations. Just understand it as higher information and align to the higher information. And you can only do this when you're in the present moment. And then the second piece of advice would be feel the answer rather than listen for it because listening can get convoluted and it becomes very easy for, it becomes very easy to muddy the waters to use your own words. Um, As for the, the Neptunian folk thing, uh, you know, I was before, actually before you even asked this question, um, beloved, beloved listener, I was thinking about star seeds and stuff like that and how, um, I mean, I understand that the souls incarnate on different planets and stuff like that. However, I never really understood the star seed thing largely because we all have incarnations on different planets. Um, and when I aligned to my guides or to my higher self or whatever you want to call them, to think of this before you even asked the question, what I was, what I got in answer was that it is merely another way for the soul to know itself. So for you, it sounds like the soul is asking to, or is seeking to know itself through the process of grounding through the process of being in 
the upper realms, being in the upper chakras and receiving lots of wisdom and, and information and energy, which I feel that you do receive a lot of energy, and then learning how to bring that down to the earth. Um, and through this, usually when we anchor down into the earth from the upper chakras, and that's kind of the direction that we go in, the crown to root pathway is normally known as the pathway of manifestation. And this once again came up in the reading that I was doing yesterday. You are probably very good at pulling ideas and high vibrational energy out of whatever, the soup of source. But you might even have trouble anchoring that into the ground and making it tangible in your life. So rooting into the ground here, so to speak, rooting into your root chakra or getting your feet into the earth might actually help you bring some of that wisdom down into your life. Um, and once again, like I said, with the higher self, spirit guides, all the different denominations, if identifying as like a Neptunian starseed or however you want to identify is getting in the way of you being with the information that is present to you in the moment and is causing you to have a mental idealization of what somebody who incarnates like this is supposed to look like, then I would say, you know, let that identification go for a little while. You know, it will always be there, but you, maybe you don't need it right now. So that's long-winded, but that's everything I have to say on that. Long-winded and perfectly beautiful. What I'll say is I had a full just insight into, you know, what we're going through as a collective right now. And at the macro lens of everything you had just discussed, it's coming together, right? Into our wholeness, into one. As a collective, but more importantly, as individuals. So many of us have uncovered all these different pieces of ourselves, inner child, feminine, masculine, starseed, past lives, soul, particles, whatever different parts of you that make you, you. Now that we've uncovered those things, what matters is the present. What matters is you in the here and now. You've, you've learned to understand these different aspects of yourself, but when it all comes together, what do you need now? What do I need as Neil? Not inner child Neil, not masculine Neil, not feminine Neil. What does Zach need as Zach, as the whole self, the integrated self? And this year is largely about that, right? It's integrating now. Last year was so much release, so much awareness, so much consciousness, so many things happened. Now we integrate into wholeness, into oneness within ourself that is complete present. You guys don't know this, but it's something that me and Zach have talked about a lot. Like we don't necessarily vibe with a lot of, you know, I'm this star seed, I'm this, I had this, this, and that. Because a lot of times it's not those those thoughts that are bad, those ideas, those concepts, those they're actual things, they're truth. But it's what people do with them. We let them distract us from the here and now, and you are living your life in the here and now and the present. So let them be tools to see and understand yourself, but pull back together. What do you, as you, need now? Yeah, that's, love it, love it. That reminds me of something that I wanted, like a point that I wanted to make is yeah. that all of these things, the higher self, the ego, <clears throat> the subconscious, the inner child, the masculine, the feminine, they're all a part of the same organism. Like I talked about in the past lives episode that we did a few weeks back is that, you know, all the past lives and all the future lives and the higher self, like it's all part of the same organism. You know, you don't, go like, what does my liver need today? Or like, what do my bones need today? If you have osteoporosis, you do that. But like, you normally go like, what do I need today? Like, oh, I'm hungry for salmon or I don't know, whatever. Oh, I should stop drinking as much. Whatever it might be, you identify as the, the total organism and understand that the other part, like certain parts of the physiology might be benefiting more than others from it. But it's about the totality. And if you think about source or God or spirit or Atma, Brahma, whatever you want to think of it as, it is a unified field. And one of 
one of the the greatest things that we struggle with uh, as people on earth in these types of incarnations is the idea or the concept of separation, which is a prerogative of the vibration of fear, right? Fear is the definition of fear really is the vibrational strata that that thinks of itself as separate from God and so removes itself from the kingdom. And you think about you, you think about your friends, you think about people that you never want to see again, you think about politicians and law and all these different things. They're all a part of the human organism, which is all a part of God. And when everything is unified, there is only one moment. And that is why being in the present moment gives you access to the information of what is needed right now. Because in that present moment, there can be nothing but integration and unity and wholeness. Beautiful. In the words of Neil. (laughs) Beautiful, beautiful. That's beautiful. Beautiful. (laughs) All right, guys. Well, we love you. And don't forget, drop open those show notes, scroll open those show notes, whatever, click and ask us a question. You may just get a really nice answer, some on the spot channeling that was not actually channeling and just some fun Neil and Jack, Jack, Neil and Zach. <laughs> what's up, Jack? <laughs> yeah, what's Neil up, and Jill Zach vibes along the way. <laughs> All right, guys, we love you and we will see you soon. <laughs>